Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. Tonight's episode, Be Excellent. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. We're back. Happy Friday. Yeah, Fridays are awesome. Whatever day it is that you're listening to this, I guess. Yeah. Fridays are awesome. Yeah. Every day is awesome. Wait, no, that's a movie. Every song. day is awesome. Yeah, there you go. Who sings that? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't know. Let him sing. The Lego that's guy. Yeah. Wow. I know that was wow. Mean. That was Sorry. brutal. That was Sorry, mean. That was mean. Yep. Start off the kind. Of, start off the conversation right away. Yep. With that kind of stabbings. Thing, so. Yeah. It's brutal. Yep. So there we go. Yeah. So uh, what have you gotten? Well, what have you acquired. See. You know, I know I've acquired at least one thing. I have in my head that I acquired two things. I'll be damned if I can remember one of them. So we'll go with the, <laughs> So it's a good one. So, yeah, probably. Well, I, I can picture the box, but and then I'm thinking, well, was that a game or was that something else? Anyway, no, the only thing that I know for sure that I bought was the Marvel Champions Red Skull expansion, which is a big box expansion. I haven't really looked at it much, um, but it does add some storage for the packs that I already have that I can't fit into the original box i will have to play that one of these days yeah i, I, gonna, I don't want to buy it i know but i do want to play it i will bring it over at some point we'll get through it and it's it's pretty fun um, you have pre-built decks you're trying to beat a villain as a, as one of the heroes and i think what right are now, the heroes that come in the original in the original box? i want to say it's spider-man captain america she hulk really she hulk in the original set? Is in the original wow set. okay um I honestly don't remember. I haven't, huh? looked, I haven't looked at it for quite a while because there was really nobody to play it with since, oh, I don't know, March or so, for some reason. You know, Sitting games were, right next to you. Well, no, I mean, but there was a, <laughs> yes, but I have to teach you the game. I'm talking about. Oh, wow. Which is fine, and I'd be glad to do it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and I know you'd like it. I think Hulk was maybe in the original pack, too. No, you just got that one last, or a couple oh, weeks yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, you're right. I did. That was the so, Bruce Banner and yes. Hulk. So anyway, um, there used to be an organized group of people that would play okay. at the local friendly game store, and of course they have like a league or something. Oh, kind of. Yeah, it was okay. on Tuesday nights, which made it difficult for me because of darts. But then, of course, darts ends in uh, February or yeah, early mid February, late February. So I'm thinking, cool. Now I can go and play. I it was January that you ended. No, we usually. Well, it depends on the seat. It like depends your your championships. Uh, Isn't that usually in January? State Darts is in January. Oh, okay. Uh, we did not go to State Darts. We did win the city tournament, um, but I think it went into early February. I think it was oh, the last, wow. okay. last. I'd have to look at the schedule. But anyway, uh, so I thought, cool, now I can go play. And then, of course, yep. yeah, everything hit. And nope, they closed the store down. They don't have play spaces right now anyplace. Right. So, yeah, I couldn't continue to play. I have been able to get the packs to keep up with it's fantasy flight, so right, you know, yeah. they're yeah. going to do that every month <laughs> to two months. They'll get a pack out. Just to keep juicing you. But I prefer um, the pre-constructed deck games because you don't have to worry about trying to chase cards that are good. Okay, so do you just you grab a deck, which yeah. is a character, yep. and that's what you play with? That's your deck, yeah. Oh, okay. And it's, it's a basically a deck builder, but you have a pre-built deck. Okay. And you're drawing cards and... and uh, uh, playing them, and you have opportunities to bring them back and stuff like that. You know, just like any other kind of deck building. Is it a two player game or is it more? Two to four, I think. But if you play four, it's a little convoluted. Okay, so it's two player game. You're playing against one person's a hero, one's a villain. No, no, you're both. It's cooperative. It's oh, a two player cooperative okay. game. You're trying to beat a villain, and it 
it scales up and it gets re it's hard on the easy level and it gets harder as you go up. Oh. Um, but it's fun. It's a great game. But that's the only thing I can remember that I've acquired. I have not purchased. Well, I have purchased some pops. Um, trying to remember what I got for pops as well. Um, I know well, I'm I got to say first that uh, I will play this game with you. Okay. And I will dedicate right now that I will not buy it. Right. And I knew. You and then going as soon to, as I play it, I will buy probably it. go out and buy it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see if that happens. But yeah, uh, it will. You um, know, it will. I know it will. Um, see, for pops, so I know I got. <laughs> did I get? Had I talked about the Forrest Gump one? Did I get that? Yeah, because I told you about that. Yep, you did. That's the one with the paddle, correct? Yes. Okay. And I that was really that cool. One. Um, and then I purchased the Bugs Bunny King. Did you get the Energizer Bunny that was sparkly? I did not. I'm not a big <gasps> self restraint. Okay. Well, I'm not a big Way fan of the sparkly ones, and I do already have the Energizer Bunny. Well, I know you said you had it. I yeah. just you didn't I have, have that sparkly. I don't have the sparkly one, but I, I, it's not any different other than the sparkly. I think you needed it. I don't. I don't. The only sparkly one I really have, I think I have a, a Betty Boop that's sparkly, and oh. I might have a Harlequin that's sparkly. But okay. those are the only ones I have of that. You know what particular really figure. goes good with the Betty Boop and uh, Harlequin? <laughs> yeah, with Energizer the, Bunny. Energizer Bunny, yeah. yeah. And I know I bought a couple others, but I don't remember what they were because I think it was buy three, get one free or something okay. like that. So uh, with Hot Topic. It's weird being an almost 60 year old man shopping in Hot Topic. It's just odd, but it happens. So It's not really that odd. It is a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. But anyway. You're right, it is. It's, so that's, it's actually yeah. more odd for them. That's pretty much <laughs> like, all I... Oh, he's back. Yeah, he's back. No, they actually know me there. That's the I know, other that's, sad thing. Yeah. But that's also really good customer service. Yeah, so, it's yeah. great customer service because you're the only 60-year-old guy right. that goes in there. Although I am not the only single man that goes in there because I do know a few other people that are pop collectors that that's one of their stops when they go Yeah, and when I used to go to the mall, that, that was kind of the place I'd go in because they'd always have some really cool nerd stuff. Yeah, they actually do have really cool nerd stuff. Honestly, they do, so... That place and Spencer's Gifts. So the Spencer's is more kind of weird. I now. haven't been to Spencer's in a long time. Hot Topic was kind of the place because they yeah. had a lot of Disney line of clothing, which yep. I got yep. Jess. Oh, sure. And you have a daughter that would enjoy that as well. Right. So, and they yeah. think they closed the Disney store in the mall. So Yeah, see, and I haven't been in there probably yeah. two, three years. And quite honestly, I go to uh, the, what's the video game store there? Um, GameStop? Yeah, I go to GameStop, which is kind of in the middle of the mall. And then I come back down to Hot Topic. I might go to the pretzel place. I might go to Cinnabon, and then I get out. Oh, okay. That's it. So that's Ooh, like about a quarter of the mall that I explore, and that's it. And, you know, it's got the uh, kiosks and that yeah. kind of thing, but those kiosks are all a little questionable in regard to what the quality of their items yeah, are. I get that. But that's all I really can remember that I've acquired. Um, yeah, nothing else. That's it. The only game was the was – the, uh, uh, Marvel Champions that I can remember. Cool. How about you? you got kind a of a three light... foot Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I saw that. <laughs> I didn't know if that was if that was the only thing you purchased because that it's... is really the only thing that I purchased. Yeah, but that's pretty cool. He is cool. <laughs> He's very cool. So, so. I well, big thing was uh, I was kind of flirting with having a Halloween party. Oh, okay. For a limited number of people, yeah. and obviously the ones that I, you know, normally, close friends normally that hang out yes. With, yeah. That, uh, you know, obviously if they're not healthy, don't come over right. kind of thing. But, yeah, so we, we bought a ton of um, Halloween decorations Cool. Uh, the for, for a party. Did you so, go to the Halloween store to do that? Or? No, I went to the Dollar Tree. Which nice. I, I went there just to get the kids some stuff. Yeah. They, you know, Kathleen had some birthday money, so she wanted she to get wanted, some. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go to the Dollar Tree because you're going to get more for your money there. Yeah. 
And then I walked in and I freaked because it's like, oh, they've got a lot Halloween. of Halloween stuff, and it's yeah. not even close to being Halloween. But apparently, you know, two months out, we're well, good. It's September. I mean, it it's is middle, almost the middle of September. So it's... well, and I keep forgetting about that. You know, when yeah. I used to work retail, and you used to work retail. Oh yeah. It, it seems like it gets earlier and earlier every year because well, you start getting that stuff out. Once you're in October, halfway through, you're already putting up Christmas stuff. By the time I was out of retail, we were talking Christmas in August. Yep. Which is one of the reasons I got. I mean, I didn't want to get out of retail at that point, but it turns out that was one of the reasons it was kind of cool being out of retail. I didn't worry about Christmas. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. And I love Christmas, but I was starting to lose my love at Christmas because of that. Yeah. Well, so. for me, it was working Black Fridays. I, you know what? We actually, okay, I can remember to this day after my first son was born, he was a year old, almost a, yeah, it was a year old because it was a bit, in the first row I managed. My ex and my son and I went to my store on Christmas Day and set up for Black Friday. Oh, okay. And this was 31 years ago, and it wasn't that big a deal 31 years ago. Um, That was also, I believe, the same year that they told me I had to be open on the 4th of July. And I said, no, I don't. And they said, well, yeah, you do. And I said, no, I don't. And they said, yeah, you do. And I called my district manager at the time and said, they want us to be open – July 4th, and I don't, none of my people can work, and I'm not going to work. And they said, well, you don't have to work July 4th. You can close. So I told them, my bosses told me I can close. And so I said, I'm closing. And I told, but there was, I was in a wing of a mall, and I told probably every other store that we're not going to be open. And at that point, three or four other stores just said, yeah, you know what? We're not either. Because <laughs> the mall manager was trying to make them be open. Oh. And they actually ended up closing as well, so. That's a bummer. I felt like I was kind of a rebelous, rebellious leader, a little, yeah. little Star Wars or Han Solo ish or oh, something. Yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of neat. That's a side story. Yeah. So, yeah, so not a big acquire week. No, this not, week. not. Well, it's it's a holiday week for me. Yeah, that's true. It's just busy. Yeah. It's next week, I'll, I'll buy something next week. I guess the only other <laughs> thing I can, yeah, same here probably. The only thing I can think of is I went and saw the movie Tenet with. Denzel Washington's son, and I cannot remember his first or middle name. I want to say it's like John Thomas Washington. But I know what, yeah, I was going to say or I John, know his last name is or George Thomas Washington or something. But no, I know it's JT, so it is maybe John Thomas Washington. Uh, really, really good movie. There's a weird time travel sort of or chron- chronographical twist to it. Okay, but here's what I think you'll like about it when you see it: is it is a James Bond movie essentially. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's very, very James Bondy, And in fact, when I was reading about it after I saw it, Christopher Nolan deliberately tried to make it a James Bond-style movie. And I guess normally he will have his cast watch films that inspire him. Mm-hmm. In this case, he said he did not want to do that because he did not want these old James Bond movies and these old spy movies to influence the actors. Oh, okay. He said, I wrote the script. Here's the script. Let We're doing this. You, Give it your take. And boy, it's just really good. Cool. Confusing as all get out. Robert Pattinson is actually very good in it. And I you honestly, lost me right there. I honestly forgot it was Robert Pattinson until the end when I saw the credits. And I went, oh, God, that's why he looks so familiar. Mm, did he sparkle in the nightlight? He did not sparkle. He's actually gritty and uh, pretty good. He's a good actor. He honestly is. I think he's going to be a decent Batman. Mm. I know you. you're going to. You're going to be They surprised. had a good Batman. It was Ben Affleck. Yeah, he was I good. I liked him. He was rough and rugged and beat down, but I think and I liked that. The problem with Ben Affleck is he was trying to make 
Batman different than the people who had the power over Batman. Yeah. Well, and I don't I think I'm not fandom, a fan of where they're going right the now. The fandom would have loved that if they'd have let him take over like he wanted to, which was writing and directing. Yeah. I think that franchise would have gone skyrocket. Oh, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But I honestly do think, depending on how Patton, how the script is, that Pattinson's going to be good. Yeah. Warner Bros. has been doing so great with their DC movies. Oh, God. Yeah. No, they I think haven't. they should have just gone with Ben Affleck and let him do that his thing. That would have been the way to go. Yeah. Quite but honestly. no, we're going to go ahead and... Um, no, well, they fired him, basically. <laughs> they fired they fired the best Batman, I think. I'll give him one or two movies, and then they're going to move on and redo it again. Probably, yeah, yep. unless they, unless something happens. But they don't seem to care what the fans I want. Just, I, I, I saw the trailer. I know a lot of people are really, really jazzed about it. I just, yeah. I don't like the look of him. He just, to me, he's not a Bruce Wayne. He's not a Batman. See, and I haven't seen the trailer It looks yet. very tactical on the costume. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't even a big fan of Christian Bale. I like Christian but Bale. it was okay. Honestly, Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton surprised the hell out of me. Because my first thought when they said Michael Keaton was going to play Batman was, wait, Beetlejuice yeah. is going to be Batman? Mr. Mom is going to be Batman? He did really well. He was really good. He's he's a hard Batman to beat. He um sort of took some of what Adam West did. Mm-hmm. But then added his spin to it yep. and made it a little more serious. Yeah. And, of course, you can't hurt you at all to have Jack Nicholson be in your, your oh, Joker. that was just, um, yeah. And honestly, I think that's Great what Great cast all around. Yeah. I think that's probably what made Christian Bale. Danny DeVito as Penguin. Yeah, see, I did not like those movies. He was gross. He was gross, and I thought they... I guess I'm a huge Burgess Meredith fan as, okay. as the Penguin, so it was difficult to see Danny. And Danny Vito's a perfect casting choice. Yeah. And I think, did they have Jim Carrey as the Riddler? The Riddler, yep. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Yeah, Those were good. getting a little out there. Well, and then I think, wasn't um, it... Uh, uh, no, that Uma was, uh, Thurman as Poison Ivy. Yeah, that was a little weird. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. Freeze, horrible. which was, wow. That was horrible. Yeah. I did like the kid who played Batman, uh, or Robin, rather. Um, oh, yeah. Um... Cannot think of his name. I can't either. I can see his face. Chris something. Yeah. Well, anyway, he was good. Yep, I like him. He he does uh, like a CSI or NCIS or something like that now. He was good. Then Val Kilmer, just we can all skip Val Kilmer as Batman. Yeah. Unfortunate with nipples on the uniform. Uh, And then George Clooney. I liked George Clooney as Batman. He had bigger nipples on his outfit. Yeah, he did. But I thought he was (laughs) probably... He quite honestly may have been the best Bruce Wayne. He was. He was a very good Bruce Um, Wayne. Not a great Batman. He wasn't the best Batman. Uh, I think, uh, really, uh, Michael Keaton kind of had the round. Yeah. He was a good Bruce Wayne, and he was a good Batman. Yeah, he was. I did like Christian Bale but primarily. Be- yeah, he was very good. <laughs> I like Christian Bale primarily because of his Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean, Heath Ledger. You can't. Right. That's probably the best. Joker it was a I've different take. I my my favorite is still Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I see just. I'm- He's such a good actor, and and I like him. Well, and it was completely out of his range. Yeah, it was something he'd like he'd never done before. Um, Heath Ledger, though, still probably my favorite. It, then, I liked his. His was very gritty. Yeah. I liked it. It was, it was a little more real. Well, very real. Um, Bane. I really liked uh, Matt Matt Hardy. No, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. See, why would why would I Tam, know that? Tom Hardy? Why would I yeah. know Tom as Hardy? Bane? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not like when they did Bane. In the George Clooney movie, where he was this big, bulky—I quite honestly don't remember that. So. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, 
I, I Poison Ivy took them over. I don't like po- that. Was just those were bad movies. Yep. Well, they weren't bad, but they were they were campy. They 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 harkened back to the TV series, but in not a good way. No. So anyway, uh, so that was that was it. So if you get a chance, go see Tenet. And yeah. I know you'll probably wait till it's on pay per view or, or Netflix. Streaming, or yeah. Or streaming. I usually wait because I don't get I don't get out a whole lot. It's pretty good, and the theaters are relatively safe. I mean, I sat four rows from the front, right in the middle, nobody around me. Wow. Not, I mean, the farthest people back would be ten more rows. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So they want you to wear a mask when you go in. Purchase your ticket. Purchase your popcorn and your drink. Once you're in and you're eating and drinking, you can have your mask off, obviously. Okay, that's what my question was. Is if you're in a mask, how do you eat and drink? You basically take the mask, pull it out, drop popcorn into the mask, <laughs> put it back on. So a feed bag. Yeah, a feed bag. Okay. No, you get to take it off. So, uh, And I'm not sure how they would enforce that anyway unless they had somebody So basically once you're in aisles. your seat, you can remove yeah. your mask. Yeah. To a point. Basically, yeah. Okay. It's, it, that's how it worked. But it was a good, it was a good movie. I'd recommend it. Uh, look at it as a spy movie if the time travel part of it makes you headache. Okay. Pretty good. So that was the acquires and some other stuff. All right. So let's get into what we played. Yeah. We played some good games this week. So we started with Mariposas. Yeah. It's my game. Actually, it's Elizabeth Hargraves. It's Butterfly Migration. Yes. Essentially, I wouldn't say pick up and deliver. Well, kind of, though. Not really. It's more set collection. It's, more set collection. Yeah. Uh, not program movement. Well, kind of program movement, I guess. You have cards that give you the distance you can move your butterflies. Yep. And you can choose to move either one or two or how many ever movements you have. You can move like one butterfly, one, one butterfly, one, one butterfly, one, or one butterfly, one, same butterfly, one, same butterfly, one, or one butterfly, one, same butterfly, one, another butterfly, one. So it's, I mean, you can mix and match your movements. You can be an auctioneer with a butterfly. I could be. Actually, I was noticing that when I was saying it. I was like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. Um, Basically, you're trying to get from, uh, I can't remember the name of the town, Machu Pasas or something. Anyway, trying to get from a little town We're in Mexico. We're going to change it to Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to get from a, uh, an area in Mexico where the butterflies migrate to in the winter up into North America collecting flowers. And uh, so you want different flowers that will allow you to get new cards, I think. Is that what that – what do the flowers do again? Uh, allows you once. to uh... – to upgrade your your butterflies. Oh yeah, yeah. You, okay, you get flowers yeah. to upgrade your butterflies. So you start with first yeah, generation so you butterfly. Turn in so many different. Turn in. Flowers. I think when you're going from first to second generation, you turn in two matching or three of any kind. Third to or second to third, you three matching or four of any kind. Yep. On up. Um, and then there's uh, where you flip the fourth generation to a times two. Yep. Times two, so you get two butterflies. Then you're trying to get back down to the town in Mexico again from Correct. North America. But there's goals along the way. Yep. Uh, each season has a different goal, and you score the more points. butterflies of generation four. Four that you get down to the, down to the the goal, the higher points. Then you, yeah, game. you'll you'll start. That's where the set collection comes in. Is where as many butterflies as you have down there, then yeah. you start to get more and more points. So and those really add up. They did add up quite a bit, but, but the trick is getting your butter kind of hovering close enough with some of your butterflies. Yeah, to get. Get there. Otherwise, I mean, it ends pretty quick. I think the so. way you have to kind of look at it is there's there's you, there's different ways to play it. You can play it to to meet your seasonal goals and know you're not going to get back to Mexico, or you can play it to try and get some of the seasonal goals and then get your behind back down to Mexico with as many four fourth generation butterflies as you can. Right. 
I think both ways are viable, ways to win, because um, I think you and Randy chose that method, and Jess and I chose the other method. I did. Uh, you did a combination of both. I, I only kind of moved one to two butterflies, and then when I got the one butterfly high enough, that's when I started upgrading that butterfly yeah, yeah. and then breeding the butterflies. Right. And if I if I'd done it differently, I probably would not have bred higher up north. Higher up, been I would have bred the ones down south. Yeah. And, and then done my goals down. up right. up north with just a few. Yeah. That's that's gotten, how I would have done it. Yeah. I mean, there's a. But I still I still did really you well did in the really game. Well, yeah. But that's I guess that's how I would do it. And but that's what I like about Elizabeth Hargraves' games is that it seems like there's multiple ways to look at strategies to right. win, and you don't have to necessarily get everybody. The goal back cards. Down really give you a lot of options of where the points come yep. from. Because, uh, like, on one of the goals, you were on the East Coast. Yep. I was over on the West Coast yep. above a certain line. And so we both got points. It just depends on how many butterflies you had in that yeah. area to how many points. And yeah. I, I fortunately had a lot. I you did. One, you got a lot of butterflies up one there. Butterf- or one, one goal card, I think, gave me, like, over 10 points. Something like that. So yeah, 16. Was, I want to say it was, like, yeah, 16 it was, points. It, it was, was quite a, a bit. points. Um, if I had not had that, I would not have done nearly as well. Right. But yeah, you start to look in what you have and, I, if, and if I'm remembering correctly, that goal didn't come, was that the third season? That was goal? the third season. And you, so you didn't even know that was coming no. up and you still got your guys up there. So yep. that was pretty good. Um, so that was, that was, uh, the first game we played. I, because we've only played it one time and I do like the components. I like the look of the board. I like the way the game plays. Um, but I've only played it once, so I'm going to give it an average Joe at this point. Okay. There's room for improvement in my play, basically, right. is what I'm saying. I also gave it an average Joe. Um, judging on the other, like I, we we talked about uh, in previous weeks, is kind of like they've done Wingspan with Snowmire games. Yeah. Snowmire is kind of a deluxe version right. of gaming. Um, this is AEG. Does this one? Yeah. It was. It was a simple game. It wasn't yeah. extravagant. Yes, the butterflies were wooden, but they're, they're screen nice. printed yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, other than that, is mostly cardboard components and then cards. Yep. That's a typical AEG game. Yeah. Um, it wasn't super beautiful or anything. It was. It was a good game. It was good artwork. I gave it an average Joe because of that. Yeah. Um. Well, and it's I enjoyed a, it. It's one that I will play again, obviously, but it's not one that I definitely need to own. And it does definitely feel like an entry level game. Yes, it did. It was very easy to go through the rule set. It was very easy to catch on. There was multiple choices of how to get points, which it, I it just it seemed very simple. Yeah. Um, with a little depth of strategy involved. Yep. So. So yeah, um, average Joe on that for me a little higher, probably average Joe than you. Well, let's go into our rating scale. So the average Joe Jovian rating scale goes from negative 10 to 6. Negative 10 is an island dice, meaning it's not really a game. Uh, Number 1 would be a Joe Blow. A Joe Blow to us is just a game that we don't like. We don't want to play it. Find somebody else. A number 2 is a Joe Mama. It's okay. Um, It's not a game that we would typically want to play, but if you need to find a player... Okay, we probably know how to play it. Uh, a three is an average Joe. Average Joe is a good game. It's a game that you'll play when it comes out to the table. It's not one that you necessarily need to own, but it's just your average game. It's a good game. Four is a smoking Joe. It's almost a knockout. It's it's a great game. You probably want it in your collection. It's one that you want to get to the table more. It's one that 
you will definitely play when somebody asks. A Joe Tacular is a number five. That is one of your favorites. It's it's a game that is probably on your shelf already. And a number six is your Joe Almighty. That is your Excalibur, your holy grail of games. That is your favorite game of all time. Mine is Borgata, and Tom's is Euphoria. Okay, so the next game we played was Quirkle. Yeah, which is exactly like Quirkle Cubes. It, it is really close. Except for the fact that we're using tiles instead of cubes. That's right. the only And difference. they were chunky tiles. Like they I, were. When, when you guys are talking about Quirkle, yeah. I was thinking like a smaller cardboard tiles. Right, yeah. These were chunky wooden they're, tiles. They're like the Bakelite tiles. It, it was a big yeah. box. I was yeah. very surprised with this. And then uh, then Randy told me that there's also a Quirkle there Travel. There's a Travel Edition, which has the smaller tiles. <laughs> yeah, that so, I believe they're but, also the Bakelite tiles. They're but the same still. Kind of, same kind of tile, they're just smaller. So I, I really enjoyed this game. Now, yeah. it, it is just like Quirkle it Cubes, is basically except the, for not cubes. You the don't have the, the dice. Game, it, well, yeah, you don't have to roll the dice, but you're still drawing them out of a bag. So it's right. still got that random six, element Six to tiles, it. Yeah. and you're, you're trying to line up different symbols of the same color. Or the same symbols of different colors. And this one clicked with me a lot more than the Quirkle Cubes. Because at, because you played Quirkle Cubes. Right. Is what I think and, and, <laughs> yeah, but it was the yeah. third time we really played yeah. this similar type game. Right. And it, it just clicked with me more on the, okay, this is what I have to do for scoring. Yeah. And and I started to see a little bit more options. And you and I actually tied. Yeah, we, we did. We did yeah. really well in the game. We got 141 really points. and. And I and I'd played the game previously to when we played Quirkle Cubes, right. and I, I think I played it at an Ions event or something. Someone told, told shot me how to play it. And I didn't get it. I didn't. The whole and I still have issues with it. Trying to remember that you can't put the just same two colors of the same, same symbol yep. together. Yeah, it's just it's a little confusing. But but I do get how the game works. Yeah, and I'm a little better because I'm not the most visually acuitive person, but I did get. In this case, I got a little better idea of where I needed to put things to get higher point total. Right. And a lot of it is, do you have that tile yeah. and that I, makes a quirkle? Well, yeah. And the thing that saved you was you ended up finding the spot at the end that yes. got the points that tied us. But I had the one tile we were all looking for, and it was yep. the, honestly the last tile I drew. And I, I looked at it, and, and I thought, okay, well, they don't know I have it. No. <laughs> but I know right where I'm playing this one. Yeah. And sure enough, I ended up getting that. Yeah, and so, you, that's you know. when you tied me. And I'm like, okay. So you, you're sitting with three tiles, and I'm like, oh, I'm just not seeing the points. Yeah. And then you're playing these larger points. I'm I mean, getting four, points, four and yeah. five points. Which at the end of the game is pretty good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I cannot, I can't keep up with him. And and surprisingly enough, I did. Yeah, you found the spot for 10 points, so and bang. It's like, were. oh, wow. I And we tied. Yep. And so, all right. So now we went out to the backyard, and. Yeah, and that was sad. It was weird because I had the to stab myself. I, don't I know, get and that. you won tiebreakers. Well, so, you know, when I mean, you want to win, you want to win. You're dedicated. Yeah, I'm dedicated. <laughs> but I really I enjoyed that one. Honestly, it, have we ever explained the dumb tiebreaker rule? <laughs> I don't even know how that came about. I don't either. Honestly, I don't. But God, it's a joke now that happens in every game we play. It is. So. We just we read the rules, and then at the end is like, if there's a tie, observe the tiebreaker, and yeah. that's taking Tom out back, and whoever inflicts the most stab wounds on him wins the tiebreaker. And it, actually, we'd never had a no. dress before what happens if I'm part of the tie. Right. How does that work? But anyway. Well, you stab Tom as well. Yeah. Well, thank God we actually don't do that. No, we don't. That'd be horrible. Uh, or else, Guys, I'm a little woozy over or else, here. Or else, thank God, we haven't really tied that often. Oh. I don't know. But anyway, I just haven't been stabbed, thank goodness. Yeah. I usually, you know, I, I take the, 
the the bow. And I'm yeah, like, okay, do. well, yeah, okay, I'll t- I'll lose. I'll here lose so that, for yeah. you, so you can live another day. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. So that's <laughs> our weird tiebreaker. Role. Yeah, but Quirkle, I I really enjoyed it. I do too. Um, it is a is a simple abstract game. Very abstract, yeah. But there's a lot of strategy in this game because it's you're looking at all these different symbols and lines and colors and you may not see it right away and someone might see something completely different and that's where you start you get in those points or you can miss out on those points like i i placed a couple and it's like oh right after i placed them i saw a better spot yep or i placed something i was like oh no one of these other guys has that symbol to make a quirkle. Yeah. Or you're sitting on that one. It's like, okay, I gotta wait two more turns because and you just played this one. I'm really hoping someone else doesn't have the same symbol. And then symbol. somebody does. And oh, that's yeah. just as and frustrating like, as get out. Well, he just got a bunch of points and I'm gonna get two. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna get 14. Now I get two. Yeah. So what do you rate, uh, Quirkle? Uh, I gave a smoking Joe. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I think that's what I gave Quirkle Cubes, too, if I remember correctly. I don't remember for sure. You gave, gave it a Smoking Joe, and I, I gave that one an average yeah, Joe I because I just... hadn't played it before. I hadn't... It wasn't really clicking with me. Yeah. I mean, even though by the end of the time we played it, I was it. getting it figured out, but this one just really get to the table. It was fresh in my mind, and then the... You know, I, I like the dice. I do oh, yeah. for the Quirkle cool. Cubes. Yeah. But... With Quirkle, it was it seemed simpler, and it, it just clicked with me because I didn't have all these different sides of dice, and and that was kind of well. And the other difference with now, I, I did remember, I did note I, it dawned on me one other difference. I can see what dice you have left, right? And what dice you have, whereas in Quirkle, you can't see what what. Very true. It's have. very it's so there's, there's a little, that's a little different. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm smoking Joe on that. The one The only too. thing I would criticize a little bit on this game is the bag. Bag was too small. Yes. For for all of those big pieces that you put in that bag, it was very crammed in there yeah. for the beginning phases of the game. Another option, and I'm thinking now that I'm thinking Pillowcase? Either pillowcase <laughs> or the way we may have played it previously was that we just turned them all upside down in the box lid. Okay. And took them out of there. I can see that. Reach in. So yep. there's ways around that. But yeah. Well, I mean, that's a minor complaint. It's very minor. But, but other than that, I really, I really enjoyed the game. I very Smoking much Joe. enjoyed that game. So... Uh, next game we played Back uh, to the Future Dice Through Time, which is a cooperative yes. game where you're traveling between there's four different timelines, 19, or 1885 to nine, or 2015. Yep. So 1885, 1955, 1985, and 2015. 2015. Each person is Doc and Marty. In, in a different DeLorean. timeline. In a different timeline, yep. In a DeLorean, and that's your player piece, and you're trying to fix the timelines. You want to do it cooperatively. You want to try to return these items back to their proper timeline. You also want to defeat Biff, get him off of your stuff, complete these cards, and it's... I really thought they nailed the Back to the Future they theme in this. really did. The, the artwork mm-hmm. was great. Yep. Um... It was the mechanics are are different. Oh, the fact that you get a little DeLorean. Yeah, that's very cool. And you got dice. Yeah. That you're playing you're you're playing this game with dice. It's you got four dice and you're rolling them and they have different symbols and that's how you're completing your your objectives. Each symbol has a different power, but you also need the symbol to move your to DeLorean. Be able to move your DeLorean, well, to to complete the uh 
to complete the uh, your objectives. Yep, the objective. So, so you're using the dice for multiple things, and right. you wanna. You can also cool thing is if you're in the past, you can drop a die. And, and use a, a ripple effect. It's available in that same location in the future. Throughout time. So if you if you drop it in the saloon, you can pick it up in that roll, which uh, might be a cafe in, yeah, in, 2015. in 2015. You can pick it up and it's rippled because it's sat there through time. You cannot do it the other way around where if you put something in 2015, you can't grab it in 1885 because it only moves forward in time. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the theme was great. Um, Randy seemed to enjoy it, and, and he's, he's not, not a, a cooperative of, game no. guy. Oh boy, so, no! So, and, fact, and I don't even think he even did he even see the movies. I it honestly don't like remember. I thought he had at least pretty seen unfamiliar the first, with. I thought he'd at least seen the first. Okay. one. Okay, almost everybody of a certain age has seen the first one. Okay, I am not the biggest fan of the third one for sure. I do like the second one. Uh, the first one is my favorite by far. First one's my favorite. I was not a huge fan of the second one, and then I I, I rekindled with the third one. Yeah, see, and I I just I thought it was too Biff centric for the. Third yeah, one. I wasn't a big well, fan. So of that. was the second one, but the second one I liked the. The second one was big time Biff for me, uh, but I liked the Western theme part of it. I don't know why. And that's the third the Western. Is that the third one? That's the third one. Well, third one's then. where it's Western. Then it's the, the other second way one is where yeah, Biff then, kind of rules the, the Then world. you and I are on the same page. I, okay. I loved the third one. Then. Yes, the Western. The second one was second meh. Second one was the Biff movie. Yeah, that of. was meh. And uh, I wish they'd have been able to keep the dude who played the dad, but he was nuts. Yeah. So, literally, he was nuts. He kicked David Letterman in the face, I think. So, but and he's he sued standing him. behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that weirdly <laughs> back there. And I don't remember. Charles Martin Smith, was that who it was? Uh, I don't no. know. Yeah, I think that was who it was, Charles Martin Smith. Because he hasn't done a lot of movies since then. <laughs> and he's just very odd. He's a very odd dude. Um, but I do remember him being on David Letterman. I think he did a, some kind of kick into David Letterman and may have hit him in the face very lightly. Yeah, if only we had the knowledge of the world at our fingertips and we could right. find out who played what in that movie. But, yeah, I just... Like I say, the first one was my, by far my favorite. Then I would go with the third one, like you said, and then the second one was meh. It was okay. I went to it probably in the theater, but I don't remember it very well. Because I think he only, that's the only movie he plays. The Crispin Glover, that's who it is. Chris, Crispin yes. Glover's a weird dude, man. And I think he actually sued because they used his likeness. He's one of the first actors where they took his likeness and used it in the other movies without his permission. And I think he actually won, if I remember correctly. But I don't. I I mean, not remember correctly. Uh, but it, so it says here under his IMDb thing. Right. It says while he's never been a typical leading man, Crispin Glover has distinguished himself as one of the most intriguing personalities in the movie business. Well, he was in his unusual uh, characters and personal. I uh, don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh. His unusual characters and personal projects have inspired a cult-like following that has dubbed him both madman and genius. The son and act of actress and dancer Betty Glover and actor Bruce Glover. What you so, want to find is his list of stuff he's done. Uh, I was just wondering if... Okay. I don't know if it talks about that right there, maybe. But, yeah. I think if you look at his list of credits, he might have been in Kick-Ass... I thought that was him in Kick-Ass. Maybe not. Maybe that's Charles Martin Smith that was in Kick-Ass. 
You the got American play- Gods, Smiley Face really? Killers, which wow, is a 2020 I movie. I don't remember him in American Gods. Uh, no, he wasn't in Kick-Ass. It was some weird else. movies that I've never even heard of. Yeah, he but freaky deaky, and he was—he's a great actor, but he's just so so weird. Well, anyway, so that was um, Back to the Future, the dice game. Uh, oh, he was in Beowulf as Grendel. I could see that. Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. He was in uh, Epic Movie as Willy Wonka. I forgot about that. Okay, and now, that's, now you that say suited that him really too. well. Yeah. Yep. All um, right. So anyway, yeah, that was Back to the Future. Um, dice through time, and I I really liked it. I liked the components. I liked the artwork. I liked the gameplay. It was a fairly simple game to get to the table. Yeah, although it the, made you work together. First time we played it, we got annihilated. Did not go well. No, it yeah. was bad. It was brutal. Uh, Biff kicked our butts. He did badly. Yep. Uh, second time we, we we worked as a team. Worked very well together. As a team. Uh, we communicated well, and see that was the kind no. of our our mis mishap of the yeah. first game is we. We weren't playing it as a cooperative game. We well, we never it. played it before. So. Right. Well, we I were, actually had. We weren't it really once communicating before. the best. The second game, we yeah. went all in and we communicated. We said, "Okay, what if I do this?" And then, "Will you do that?" Yeah. And it worked really well. And I'd forgotten actually that I had played it before. I played it one time before. Okay. Uh, didn't have any captains in this game, which was good. Yep. And that can be a problem with cooperative games. We've talked about that before. Uh, somebody who just takes over. Right. None of us took over. We no, I think it, we worked really well together. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, my rating on it, though, is an average Joe. Okay. I liked the game. I liked all the things you talked about with it, but I don't need to play it again. I yep. don't need to own it for sure. I will play it again. Um, I'm not the biggest cooperative game fan, honestly, either. I like cooperative games if they're like Pandemic. is a great cooperative game. So Tom hates cooperative games. Yeah, that's what you're taking okay. out of that. Sure. <laughs> I like the um, the island games, the uh, Forbidden Island, Forbidden okay. Desert. You know, uh, I have not played any of those. Those are a lot of fun, and they're Pretty good cooperative games. Um, there's a lot of tension in those. This one has a lot of tension, but it seems like if you're not in the right space, you're not going to get to the things you need to get to. And if you can't roll, the, and there's a lot of luck involved. In right. It. And the other thing about the objectives is when the same objective comes up, it piles on to that previous yeah, objective. And that's so it makes it, it harder to complete those objectives. The first time we played, that was kind of the difficulty. Plus, okay, quite honestly, we had not, I mean, I'd shuffled the hell out of the deck, but Cards were very sticky. Right. And so they kind of stuck together even when they were shuffled. And so we had a lot of cards that were the same. Yep. Stuck and to you can't complete the, you cannot complete the objectives if Biff is on the objective. Right. You have to use one of your fists to get him off there and move yep. him to another so space on that timeline. Second game when we shuffled, I pile shuffled and then did some riffle shuffling and then did a few cut shuffles. But, yep. and that, that made the distribution a lot better. Yep. Which I think is kind they of They still key. piled up, though. They did. They still piled up, but not But that's the way near, they're supposed to do. Yeah, not nearly as badly as right. they had the first game. I mean, literally, I think the first three times we each of us drew a card, we had, I think, three on one and two on the other right. and two on another one. So it's like, oh, my God. You know, so that was... Uh, so my rating was average Joe. I, I gave like Smoking Joe. Figured you were going to do um, yeah. I really do enjoy Back to the Future. So do I. Uh, love the DeLorean pieces. Those were really cool. Um, the, the whole theme of the board just... It was thick with Back to the Future. Yeah. It, so the artwork, the pieces, it was all just even the um, the timeline mover was your eighty eight yeah. miles an hour. You know, it was just yeah. it the, was just very cool. The artwork looked like the movies. I will say that yep. the, the locations looked like the locations in each of the movies. So that was cool. But yeah, just as far as cooperative game, 
A couple of issues with the first game we played. The average Joe's where I go. Okay. With uh, the next game we played was Terror Below. Okay. Story about this game. Uh, basically, <laughs> it's Tremors. Yes. The board game. Totally Tremors, the board game. Uh, you kickstarted it. Which is the, for anybody that does not know what Tremors is, oh. it's the Kevin Bacon movie of the 90s that just, it started all, they're still making Tremor they movies are. to this day. Honestly, when you watch them just to watch a movie, they are not really very good. No, they're horrible. They're but awesome, though. they are cult classics. They're the cheesy horror movie that you you want to see. Oh, my God, yes. And, it's, and the character that actually is, I think he's been in almost all of them, if not all of them, was one of the ones from the original movie, and his, his character name was Bert, and he was a gun nut. And he was married to Reba McIntyre in the movie. Yeah, was that the guy who played uh, the father in, in Family Ties? Because he's been in a bunch of those, too. It was him and Kevin Bacon in the first, like, two or three or four. Um, Michael something. Michael Gross, maybe? Again, if we only had the knowledge of the world at our fingertips and could look all this stuff up and we're on the IMDb page and could right. look up Tremors. But anyway. Um, oh, and I was right on. 1990 for Tremors. Very good. Very, yeah. very good. But yeah, the movie, I think, tanked at the box office, but then became this cult classic when it hit video and cable. And it's really funny. Oh, Fred Willard, or Fred Ward's in it. Oh, yeah. Michael Gross. Yeah, it is Michael Gross. Yep. And he plays Bert. That's who you, okay, yeah. Yes. And I think he's been in a bunch of them, so. Yeah, he has been in quite a few of them. Yeah, he's, uh, and he's very, and he was the dad in, in speaking of, um, of uh, Back to the Future, he was the dad in Family Ties. He was Michael Keaton's, or Michael, uh, Michael J. Fox's, Fox's dad. dad. Yes, he was. So, anyway, um, the game is, you kickstarted this game. How I long, did. How long ago uh, did you get it? Over a year ago. <laughs> I remember seeing it sitting somewhere. Yeah, it's been thinking, on the shelf for quite some time. Try and play this I, game when I when I'd received it. Yeah, I was super stoked about it, but it was one of that just I was stoked about it because I was a fan of the Tremors movies. Yeah, not everyone else was. Well, I think so. I it just, was one of those that when you have other people, yeah. you were interested in playing it. Yeah, I never paid much attention. And you're like, yeah, to we should it. try that we out. Should sometime. try this game is what I probably say. And yeah. uh, <laughs> and it was just. There was other games out there. There was other people around, and it was just one that just didn't make it to the table. And on Saturday, Saturday or, yep. yeah, Saturday, it was one of those things where it's like, well, what game Sunday. are we going to play? It was Sunday. It was, by the way. It was yeah. Sunday because it was our it was the stupid yeah. Labor Day weekend, which I keep forgetting what day is. So it was yeah. it was one of those things where it was like, well, what game are we going to play? And okay, we're looking around, looking around, and I'm like, wait, I, I just caught my eye, and I'm like. Terrible. You just take I have not played this game at all, so table, I just dropped yeah. it on the table. I started reading the rules. And this was the game we were going to play. Yep. So it's a, it just happened. it's a pick up and deliver game. It really is. The board is really cool. It looks, it's egg shaped. It's yep. a, probably a one by one and a half foot long yep. oval shaped board with spikes on it. It comes with standy monsters, which don't have any function in the game. Nope. <laughs> but just they, aesthetics. They're very cool. You get these really cool eggs. Basically, you're trying to move your vehicle, which in my case... These was, eggs put wingspan eggs to shape. They do. I would not want to be a chicken laying an egg like <laughs> no. this. No. They Whoa. are very cool They're molded. They're very pointy. And the uh-huh. Kickstarter version came with glow-in-the-dark eggs yeah. for one of the replacement colors. It was a blue, I think. Which, yeah. Which, I mean, really like a, does like absolutely a, nothing for the game. No. It's just but an it's cool. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, you're... you're, you're Starting at a location, you're trying to move along to get these eggs to deliver them either to a location. Well, you have to deliver them to a location. Right. There's either, or you want to try or you and kill want to monsters. Hunt. 
Yes. Yeah, hunt the monsters. So those are your basic objectives for points. Um, and you have cool vehicles. Yeah. And then you're gonna you're gonna collect weapon cards, item cards, and then you've got movement cards. Yep. And the movement cards you play on the monsters, and that's how you activate the attack from the monsters. Each monster has a certain number of cards when they're played on them, and if that number of cards gets played on them, the monster's activated mm-hmm. and attacks. And each monster has a certain health, too. Yep. And so that's when you want to go with your weapon cards. And you have dice that you're going to roll uh, depending on what weapon you're playing. Yep. And certain numbers will create an attack. And every time you have a successful attack, it's one hit. And so you want to try to defeat that monster. And if there is a bounty out there in, in the objective monster, role, like a boomer or right. a screamer or I don't remember. There's a couple of names. The queen. Yeah, the queen. Yep. Uh, you'll get those points for that. that it's a... It's a hunting bonus. Yeah. If there's not a bonus out there, you'll get a victory point, one victory point, for killing that monster. And you're playing up to 20 points. Right. First one to reach 20 points wins the ends game. the game immediately. Yeah, and wins. They right, win. and they win. If nobody has reached 20 points, you have three characters. If all three of your characters have been killed, you receive the giant worm, the tremor. Basically the fart monster <laughs> or whatever it yep. is, yeah. And you sit out, and then the other players play one more round, and whoever has the most points at that time wins, wins the, game. the game. Yeah. So but those are get... the only two win conditions. Yeah, it's, um, it's essentially a pick up and deliver game. I mean, it's that's what it is. And I'm not the, I like pick up and deliver games. Like Firefly is one of my favorite games, but, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a fairly well used mechanic. So my initial thoughts on this game were. Yeah, it was okay. But weirdly, as I kind of I got home after we played and I looked it up just cuz I knew we'd screwed up a couple of rules. Yep. Nothing major, but it was, you know, anytime you play a game for the first time you mess up some rules. Oh yeah, you're going to miss something. I'm going to watch a couple playthroughs and just see what we missed and basically we played it correctly. A couple of things we missed were the starting where, point. where you start and uh you do drop your stuff. We forgot about that. Yeah, we, we did. You, you drop your Which stuff. would have been a lot more beneficial. Would've, would've we made, made it harder. Yeah, that would have made it a lot easier. But anyway, um, as I was watching these playthroughs and starting to think about the play of the game, my first thought was, this game was Tremors. I mean, we're playing in the world of Tremors. Yeah. And for some reason, it just started growing on me that this was a fun game. My initial rating on this, I told you this on, on Sunday – I give it an average Joe. It was okay. I think you went actually almost a Joe Mama. I might have gone. No, I don't think I went Joe Mama. You, you I were th- it was a very low between average the Joe. Two, yeah. yeah, I wasn't that thrilled by it. But as I started to think about how we played and the, some of the fun things that were happening while we were <laughs> playing, and I apologize right off the bat if somebody took offense at one of the things that was happening. But no, <laughs> so I wasn't angry you, about you it. You really did wasn't. catch me off guard. So <laughs> I, I show you these dice. And an oh yeah, I said, okay, that smell them. Weird. What do these smell like? And you're like, oh, they smell pretty good. Yeah, it smells like a, dice. I, I said, what do they taste moment. like? And then <laughs> you tasted the dice, I and I was like, the what dice. just happened? Yeah. I now, in my defense, no, you sanitized them afterwards. In my defense, I had a bottle of sanitizer, <laughs> and I rubbed the dice down with the sanitizer. Which afterwards, I asked you if you got a little buzz off of because I, did, I think I was, was getting a buzz really, off of fumes. Really alcoholic, but anyway. Wow. So yeah, so that was and then that was you got the way the game that was the way the game you. started. So I was in a fairly yep. weird kind of mood anyway. Very weird. <laughs> so yeah, then I was not necessarily getting picked on. It's understandable as to why that was happening. Right. Why he, my eggs were getting stolen. You had the one that was very beneficial I to did. other people. 
Right. And I didn't have a card that stole You anything, did not. Which, after I saw this, I had received a card that yeah. allowed me to steal. I was not going to steal. Well, and again, I wasn't angry no, about no, no. it at all. But it was funny. Because, um, so, <laughs> you get this, Randy stole one of your eggs, yes. which was very beneficial. And yes, he was able was. to deliver. And I was, and good for him. That the was next turn, <laughs> you maneuvered the worms to kill him. Yes, I did. <laughs> I tried anyway. And then his character died. <laughs> And then you're like, okay, well, let's, you know, that's my, it. In my defense, you maneuvered the worm to kill me on the very first turn. Oh, I totally did. Or second did. turn. I totally did. Yes, but I didn't steal did. your egg, so. Okay, and here's why this game became more and more fun in my head. Because there were things that happened in that game that I started to think about, and it was just great. Well, anyway, so the second time I got an egg stolen, what happened? Uh, well, the first a, time you tossed the egg. I did. I, well, you I tossed it. I did. You I tossed, tossed it. it to him. The second time, because he, he came back, and you're like, oh, well, I, I'm going to take that egg, because there's a bonus out here yeah. again. And that one that one had a little more velocity little more to it. Vim on it. But in my defense, I was actually, he had his pocket in his shirt. He did. Was gaping open. You and my miss. was attempting to throw it into his pocket. Ricocheted. It did sort of ricochet off a rib. I think um, it might have cracked a little. I'm sorry if that's the case. The third time. <laughs> you again, again. Third time. <laughs> had one stolen from you. I had an egg stolen. Third time. Same guy. That one picked up on velocity. That one had a little more velocity I'm pretty sure the dent in his chest now. It actually now. bounced off the edge of the pocket. Oh, so I was wow. closer with that you one. You did. Um, after the game. Again, I wasn't angry. It was just there was a die. Well, that was that was just because I hadn't hit the pocket yet. That one reached terminal velocity. No, that was just blobbed because <laughs> I wanted to hit the pocket. That was all I did there. So, um, it was... I really did enjoy this game. I did, too. Um, I agree with you 100%. It was totally the Tremors. I mean, you're in the world of Tremors. Here's the one thing that I was a little irritated with. You basically have the artwork on the... On the box of the game. Oh, yeah. That is totally <laughs> Kevin Bacon standing there in a cowboy hat. Back to us, in, but still. Yeah, back to us in the back of his pickup truck. Which is an iconic truck in right. the movie. All of the player pieces. There is no pickup truck. You cannot be the pickup truck. There is no redneck cowboy as a character. There is everybody else completely changed. So that way there's no copyright infringement or anything yeah. like that. But no pickup. You have it all over this game. There's cards where you move. I mean, there's motorcycles and whatnot, but there's pickups. There's no pickup. There's no figure of a pickup. Now, they've got Bert's Humvee. Yeah. Which would totally, I mean, that's that's totally Bert. They have him yeah, actually. Military vehicles. Yeah. So there's the upgrade for the Kickstarter version is you replace the Humvee with a, a tank. tank. Which is like three times as big as the Humvee. Right. So, I mean, there is that, okay, he he escalated. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But, on the other hand, I wasn't as impressed with the tank as the other pieces. The other pieces were cooler. You know, and the other thing I've got is, and this is not anything derogatory to the game, it's just the way they did this game. I really loved it. I love the cool pieces, but you've got these amazing eggs. These awesome molded eggs. But you have wooden player pieces that are these cars. Why weren't they at least 3D printed? You could have had these awesome molds for these cars. Oh, easily. And And they would have looked really cool. Now, on the other hand, you got these wooden cars. You got these wooden vehicles. They're all screen printed on them. So that way there's, there's, there's color to it. 
But on the other hand, I'm thinking you could have easily done some really cool miniatures for the vehicles. Yep. That's that's my downfall of the game. Other than that, I absolutely loved this game. I yeah. really want to play it again. I do too. Um, like I said, initially, meh, was okay. I started thinking about things, the way the game played, the way we played the game. Two different things, by right. the way. Um, uh, started seeing how it could be this just incredibly sort of strategic game. Trying to find ways to not have my eggs stolen. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, maneuvering the monsters. And, and it quickly became evident after I tried to kill... Well, I did kill Randy. After I did that, I realized that, no, the idea is not to let people get killed. It's to try and hunt these monsters. Right. And not get killed in the... Well, that's the, the thing. is, You and Randy were very close in score. Yeah. And I was sitting at rock bottom for yeah. and you over up, half the game. You ended up just screaming past us here. I did. At the end. You were sitting at 18 points. 18, Randy was Randy sitting was at 17. Yeah, that's right. He was at 17. And I was sitting at 11 points. And then... I saw my chance. So I tried yeah. to maneuver earlier. Oh, yeah. I worm, absolutely biffed it. And I bit. I totally biffed it. I didn't even come close to the attack. Instead, it attacked Randy. Right. And I'm like, ah, I feel bad because I, I, Not that wasn't for do. you. That was for me because I was set up for it. Yeah, you were, you had but on the other hand, I was set up for an earlier attack in the game and I whiffed on every one of my die rolls oh, and yeah. I died horribly. And I had six weapons at that time. Yeah. I lost everything. Well, I think. Now, I went in this time a little more prepared. I had nine weapons. Yeah. And so, better dice rolls. <laughs> which, I still used five of my weapons yeah, to did. kill this monster, yep. but that put me at 21 points, yeah. which was huge. So, I screamed past you guys. I ended the game immediately with that, because I was yep. like, okay, I'm just, I counted up my points, and I counted them twice. I'm like, okay, I'm just letting you guys know, that's 21 points, game's over. And uh, um, Randy thought that it went one more round after the yeah. points. And I was like, I just read it again. I was like, it's, no, it's, over it's, it's immediately... But if someone had died with their last character, that's when we go around. He's like, "Oh, okay, okay." Yeah. So, but no, it's and I, I, you know, I like I said, I went from an average Joe to a, a basically a Joe a Joe Tacular, and that's where mine was it's, at Joe uh, Tacular. The theme was yeah. huge in this game, for and me. The, for me, that was it. It was the theme, it was the the uh, components, even with the cheesy wooden vehicles. Right. I mean, they work, but they but work I, really well. I'm probably going to have to print some, some yeah. cool ones. The mechanics are really cool. The artwork's pretty good, but you were immersed in that world of Tremors. Totally. Or Terror Below, I guess is what yeah. it's called. So that's it's a great terrible. Game. It's by Renegade Games. Yep. It's a great game. Check it out, especially if you're a fan of the Tremor movies, because this is really Tremors the board game. Even if you're not a fan of the Tremor movies or you've never seen them, first watch the first one for right. sure. And if and you're then, a fan of horror board games, yeah, check it out. Yeah, this is a good one. It's it is fun. One. It is a good one. But on fun. the other hand, it is a really just a really good pickup and delivery game. It's got some awesome components. Yeah, it was very good. So I did play a couple of other games. I played Wingspan. Okay. Like that game. You know I like that game. We don't have to rate it. I just played it. I got second place. Tied for second, actually. And then we played QE again, which we okay. talked about last week. And then you and I played a game today. So when you played QE, did it... Uh, Kind of go similarly no, like it did this, last time? this time, I, again, for some reason, I was a starting player. Ooh. So instead of going with a stupid number, like a 628 or whatever I went with last, the last time, I went with 50. Okay. I did end up not being eliminated. I actually ended up second place. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was we were more reasonable in our... In our oh, and I also did play um, the rock and roll touring game. Okay, which I can't remember on the name tour. Of. On tour, yeah, did not do so well on that. I did okay, but I came in last. 
I just I got cut off real early in the middle, and it makes it difficult to get across the country when you yep. get cut off in the middle. Did you play the new we European played, version? No, we just played the American okay. side, but we it did have the European side, but we just played the American side. It's a fun game. I like it. That game I actually would probably give a, a high average Joe, uh, because you and I have played that before. Yes. So uh, we, On Tour is a flip and roll and write. Yeah. You have cards that designate uh, the locations. Location, central, yep. north. South, and then they will also have west. a city. Yeah, and that's where your bonuses come in. Yep, um, and then you will have your your dice, which are your Our numbers. Ten sided dice, right? Uh, yes, you have yeah. two set ten sided dice, and you'll have your numbers. Big old chunky ass. And dice. you'll want to write your numbers in the city if you um, can. If you can, and that's where you're trying to do is you're trying to connect from low to high and make a tour. Yeah. And it's it's a dry race board. Yep. I think and I got from Los Angeles to somewhere around Tennessee. It's it's a really cool game. I really enjoy. I think I had seven circled cities, which is not bad. But I think I had a total of like thirty one points, which is me. It's okay, but it's it wasn't a winner. And sure. what did you give that? Uh that's a average Joe for me. Okay, it's a right in the middle average Joe. It's a game I'll play if anybody wants to play it. I kind of figured out how it works now, you know, but. Yep. First time I played, I had no clue. I wasn't sure what I was doing. I thought we were doing different routes as opposed to one long route that goes all the way across the country. I would like to try the European version. Yep. Now, do you, uh, I do not have it. You did not get that. I didn't nope. know if you kickstarted that one or not. No, I, didn't, I did not. And actually, I haven't really kickstarted anything from uh, BoardGameTables.com. I okay. love their games. Yeah. But it seems like I always miss out on their Kickstarters. Yeah, okay. And then I get them later. I so gotcha. I end up usually ordering it from their website. So based on our play, what did you give it? Oh, I, I absolutely love the game. I think it's a smoking Joe. Yeah. Um, I, I played it many, many times. Uh, it's one that I've taught my parents. Okay. Um, it's well, usually I, an easy, teachable game. Yeah. It's a little bit more than just a roll and write. Because you've got the sure. cards plus the dice. But it's it's simple enough to, once you play it once, you, you, yeah. you've got it. And that's the thing, is I'd played it once, so I got it the second time a little better, but I still had issues because there's a lot of luck involved in right. it for me. and. Uh, with what the cards that come up, we had one time I think when the three same same of the three regions came up, which when you get a star and a wild card, it's basically a wild spot. You go, it doesn't matter what number it is; it's right. always going to be whatever number you choose it to be, which is what actually got me to my last spot. But anyway, um, and I think the other thing that causes that is doubles. If you roll doubles, right? Because you, get you, you star. take yeah, you'll take the the dice, and it's like if you roll a, a six and a three. It's, it's 63, 63 and 36. 36, and you have to pick a spot to right. put it, so you're trying to get the lowest to highest. Anyway, I like the game. So those are the two wild card games that I played that I didn't play with you, played okay. with some other folks. Uh, what did we just finish playing? Bill and Ted's Excellent Board Game. Yeah, which we had played before. Yes, we played it like three years three ago. Three years ago, yeah. And uh, so we just talked about Bill and Ted last episode. Yes, we did. On their, their new movie, uh, Face the Music. Face the Music, yep. And so I was thinking about that today at work, and I thought, you know, what a cool way of, of just relating to our last episode with yeah. the excellent board game. Yep. And it's been sitting on my shelf, and, and this is only the years. second time we played it. And it's actually a really fun game. It is. It's actually a really interesting little programmed movement game. It's it's based on their first movie, and Bill and Ted's yeah. Excellent Adventure. Yep. And they, you are you are Bill and Ted. Each player is Bill and Ted, and you are going through the timeline to try to fill your history report. And, and there's nine historical figures. You're collecting basically the same figures they collected in the movie. They're yep. so great. Oh yeah. There's Billy. Yep. There's Napoleon. 
Genghis Khan. Genghis. Lincoln. Lincoln, the princesses. Beethoven. Beethoven. And, oh, oh. I'm trying to think. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, we have the copy of the game right in front of right. us here and could look. Oh, it sure doesn't show. No, it does not show. No. Um, anyway. And then you said Napoleon, correct? I did, yeah. Okay. Nine. Anyway, there's nine. And nine then you've got you the bad guys, the yeah. evil dudes. The evil dudes, the uh, uh, you've knight. you the sheriff and, and the, the sheriff. knight. Yep. yep. And so it's a program movement game. Um, you're playing cards that have several different things to them. So you'll have, you'll have, when you play your cards, you have the top part, which is your movement. Which is usually going to be a turn yep. followed by a forward or backwards movement. Right. Um, or a no turn. Or no turn and or then a, a movement. 360 turn or something like that. Um, then you'll have at the bottom of the card, which evil dude moves. Yep. And then you'll have initiative. And that's how you decide which person gets to go first. Because the cards are numbered 1 through 59 plus 69. Yes. <laughs> 69, dude! And so that is the ability for if you play 69, what you do is you yell out 69, dudes. And if anyone has played a single number... That 69 overrides. Is it is the, now the is lowest the, number. Is the initiative number. Right. Yep. But if no one played a single digit, then it has no ability. And then the other thing is when you pick up your, your dudes for your report, you pick them up blind. Right. But then you At the them. end of your turn, At you the end flip of your them. Turn. And there's program movement and it on becomes those. Your, it becomes your first movement. Correct. The, the first one you collect is your first movement. The next one you collect will become your first movement, and then you have your first one. That you so you're always your... going from left yeah. to right on your movement, and that can really change your decisions. And the board is four by four, I think, if I remember right, or five by five. Five by five. Five by five. So you're trying, and it wraps. So basically, right. if you go straight and you're going off the board, you go back to the first. You go to the opposite side the of the board. Opposite side of the board. Yep. Um, really interesting. Player game. pawns yep. are um, the phone booths. Yep. Uh, the cards, the artwork, it, it, it looks like a cartoon version yeah. of Keanu Reeves. Well, they, and and uh, There was years ago a, a Saturday morning cartoon. Okay. And I believe this is the artwork they based that was used in the Saturday okay. cartoon. Well, but Rufus really looks like looks George like Carlin. George Carlin, yeah. Well, and, and, um, and he is on the cards. Uh, the number one card is actually Rufus, Rufus yeah. front and center with Bill and Ted in the background. We never saw 69, so I don't know what's on that one. Nope. I believe that's actually just Wild Stallions. I would assume it might be either Wild Stallions or the Princesses for some reason. But anyway. Uh, yeah, we'll find it. We can find it. Again, it, it is Wild it Stallions. It is Wild Stallions. Okay. Well, and that's what you end up happening is when you, when you, if you win the game, you become Wild Stallions. Yes. And save the world with your song. Yeah. So the winner from Wild Stallions, or forms Wild Stallions, and brings utopian harmony to civilization as we know it. Everyone else is sent to the Oates Military School in Alaska. How is Alaska, by the way? Wow. <laughs> you, sir, are a monster. How many, how many, uh... I just wanted to know. How many characters did I Three years again? ago. Yeah, okay, How was fine. Alaska? It was fine. It was good. I graduated. Came back. Okay. And then kicked my butt. And then kicked you back to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun game. It's a it, really fun game. It is a fun game. And and I'm not a fan of program movement games. I'm not either. I, um, I've talked about it before. I'm not good at the visuals. But I enjoyed this one. For some reason, this one clicked with me really yeah, well. It and did. It. Uh, I like the artwork. It's a Steve Jackson game. It is, which, you know, it's going to be light if that's the case. Yep. But I, I think there was enough thinkiness in this yeah. game. 
Well, and the thing that screws you up is I think I want to say that the program movements on each character are the same for each character. Am I mistaken on that or are they different? They are different. Okay, but depending on the That's order That's why they're you, put randomly out. Yeah, depending on the order that you get them in, it's going to your movements are going to be different. The first oh, yeah. like five movements if you collect five characters. I collect are be four different. characters and I literally lost went three. around in a circle. Yeah, and you lost three. Oh yeah, I lost three the Almost, last yeah. towards the last end of the game. I was doing really well. I was neck and neck with you. And yeah. then I lost three and then yeah. lost another one and then lost another one and then was able to get one back. And I think the only one I lost was Billy and I yeah. lost Billy, you, like two years ago, you never got in Billy. a hospital. Yep, I never got Billy. No, nope. lost, but I did lose Billy. You did lose Billy, and two that was funny because you, yeah. you were sitting there like, "Which one did I which not one get?" Did and I, I said, "Well, it was Billy. And you then, lost Billy." And then I cried a little. <laughs> yep, because we you, named your toe Billy. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, about two two years ago, no, it was a year ago. It was only a year ago. It was last year. I uh, went into the hospital uh, not expecting to, and I ended up losing a a small toe on my right yep. foot. Billy. Sadly, yep, I named him Billy. Yeah, but anyway, uh, this is a game that I think has got a lot of theme. Theme fits themes. It's full of theme. Oh yeah, not the biggest fan of programmed movement games like we talked about. It seemed to have clicked with this one. Uh, it's a very simple game, easy to learn, like you said. A uh, lot of randomness, some good tension from trying to figure out what you need to do. And I, I'm sitting here, and I think Joe watching me. My hands moving right, left, oh, yeah. straight, <laughs> right, left. Okay, I'd be here, 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 and I figure, and then I go, okay, now I got to do this because these are my first four movements. Then I got two more. I got to pick out of my hand. Plus, I got to think about what the bad guys are going to. Oh do. yeah, and that's that's a lot right there. It's yeah. like you're thinking about your movement, and then at the very end, it's like, oh wait, now I got to think about what the evil dudes are doing. Yeah. And did I get the right cards oh, to get me where I need to go? Yeah. And I got there was a lucky. couple times that I biffed it, and yeah. I just I, I went in a circle, and then I moved like one space up. Yeah. Well, I I, like, well, that was a bummer. I think one time I literally ended up in the exact same place I had been, but just facing a different direction. But the big thing is all of the cards come into play yeah. when the evil dudes move. So yep. it's not only just yours, but now you're starting, okay, now what, what is the play? opponent yeah. doing? And it plays up to four players. And you do it in order of the lowest to the Correct. highest. The so initiative movement. You still have no idea what people are going to be doing. Yeah, anyway. it that changes a lot. So as far as our rating system goes, I kind of went outside the box on this one. Really? I rated it most excellent, dude. Whoa. Yeah, it's not one of the Joe ratings, but it's a most excellent. I believe that would fall underneath a smoking. Uh, yeah, probably. If we had to, if we had to convert it from Bill and Ted to, to Joe. Would be a, a smoking Joe. Yeah. Yes, uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I gave it an average Joe, um, but I I, I I really enjoyed it. And if we can play it more, then it might climb up in the ratings. Sure. And, so, it, and in my case, it obviously helps if uh, I win for my rating to go up <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, seeing that we played it twice in three years, yeah, and you won one and I won one, and yeah, when I, I beat you, I didn't beat you by that like, much. By it two. was a very close score. It was six to four me, yeah, so versus eight to three. Eight to three, and yeah. there's only nine historical yeah. figures. So yeah, you know that's you that's wiped kinda, the timeline with me. Kind of mean, but still. Yeah. All right. So that's our games. Those are the games that we played. Okay. So we've got some questions to answer from our listeners. Yep. So the first one is from Eric. Okay. And he says he wanted to know about our storage solutions. Oh, yeah. we Yeah. So uh, he says, what do you do for smaller game storage? He says it's, uh, it is a problem that he's had for a while because it always falls into the trap that 
At least that game won't take up much shelf space, only to find out small games can actually take up a ton of room, which they really can, especially oh, when yeah. you're doing shelves. Oh, my gosh. In my game room, I came up with a solution of taking old reused dressers. Yeah. And so I have smaller kind of four-drawer dressers that I got from thrift stores and, and kids that outgrew them and they needed bigger dressers. Yep. And so I'm, I put them, I mounted them on a wall. And so yeah, eventually sure uh, they will have labels stating what games are in it or at least A through Z or whatever. Right. And so mine are in a drawer that I can pull out that drawer and see my games. And so that's that's my easiest way for small games because they do. They really do take up a lot of shelf space when it's just like a little game. Yep. Because that's, that's room for big game. So my solution is essentially I have these, um, I want to say Ikea-style shelves. Like a Kalex? Squares. Yeah, like okay. a Kalex. They're from Walmart, so they're much I think much they call them expensive. cube shelving. Yeah, probably. Um, and one of them in my game room is uh, up and down, like you'd normally put a shelf. And that's where a lot of my small games are on top of that shelf, on okay. top of that. And they pile like my tiny epic games are there, and uh, in my what is essentially my dining room, which is now my secondary game room. I have two of them, but they're stacked on top of each other, side to side, side on their sides. Okay, which is essentially the same height as if they're standing up, but they're twice as wide now. And I did the same thing on the top of those are my small games and my uh, my mats, my okay. clay mats. Um, and they are basically just thrown up on top in no particular order. So I don't have a real fancy solution for storing them. Uh, and I don't have all that many small games. I do have all those uh, gum games. Actually, most of those are now kind of on a pile. The Paco of, games? Yeah, the Paco games. Most, a couple of those are on a floor stack. And then I do have my floor stacks, of course. And I do have a kitchen stack, which is the games that I don't wow. quite get to my my game room yet. Okay. And they need to go in there. So, but that's big games. The small game storage is basically, I just toss them on top of the shelf. And, okay. And they fit. I mean, I don't have that many small games. So, uh, so for you on top of shelves, yep. Or kind of as display pieces almost, or yeah. Or if they're the same, like the tiny epic games, if they're the same size, they can stack into one of the cubes. Okay. side by, or right, one on top of the other. So he's tried, uh, like the DVD shelving. Yeah. That's, which, um, I, I had for that. a while. Uh, but I found um, shallow drawers from dressers really work. Well. I really like that. The other option that I've heard about is buying those baskets um, that you can hang on stuff. And I know that some people stick those to the sides of their shelves. Okay. What I've done is is my uh, I have uh, some large tubes for larger playmats, and they're hanging from those sticky hangers. Okay. On one side and the other side of my shelf, I have a sticky hanger where I've put all of my uh, uh, Geekway badges are hanging from there off their lanyards, except for this year's because, you know, there wasn't one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, see, and he sent us a picture, and so I noticed in his picture we've oh, got Borgata, wow. Borgata sitting right on the edge of the table, which he had won. What a cool game. Um, Quirkle Cubes. Oh, yeah. Just like Quirkle. <laughs> shelving. And then there is a book, uh, I believe a yellow book the book games that i was talking oh, about oh yeah 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 so the story uh the story, story games yeah yeah those are really cool which you you had said that i play with kids which i actually don't with those well, I because they're more um 
kid to adult. Okay, games. I thought those were ones you got specifically for the kids. I like, did like for the, the theme, the fairy tale. But books, then we right? we started playing them, and, and they're, they're a little, little above yeah. their level. Okay, so maybe well, someday. although Kathleen's probably getting into the point where she might be able to play those. Uh, I think they're still a little still above, a little her. above her. Yeah, because okay. they they are a little. Um, little, little in depth. Well, part of his attention span at that age, anyway. Right. No matter, no matter who you are, that's tough age at six to, to want to play, a game that's got a lot of complex rules. This is very true. Uh, so our next question is from Paul. Okay. Uh, so his question this week is: Do you think games, especially the bigger ones, are getting too bloated? Is there too much stuff in some games? Some of the add-ons for some of the Kickstarter ones I've seen are crazy. To me, more stuff equates to more time. In our house, we don't really have any of the bigger games that take two-plus hours. Uh, The games that would take the longest in our house are probably Concordia, uh, Hamburgum, and even then, they're only about 90 minutes once once you know the rules. Uh, I'd rather play four one-hour games than one four-hour game. What do we think? Generally kind of agree with that. Although if it's a good four-hour game, I'm in. Um, as long as the... Yeah, as long as it's not an eight-hour game or a 12-hour <laughs> game. Yeah, I know, I know. We've had that discussion. Yeah, one as long as we don't have to game. break out the gasoline. Yeah, exactly, the gasoline and match game. Um, yeah, I, you know... Some of the add-ons depends on what they're added on for. If it's just an upgrade to something, I don't have a problem with that. I well, can terraforming either... Mars. How many how many add-ons oh, are there that, for that? Yeah, that's uh, and I play generally. When I play that. We play with every dang add-on, and they did just add all the fancy bits add-on thing. Um, five maybe it's a base game, and then there's uh, Venus, and then there's. Another one, and then there's another one, and then there's another one that gets just five, and then I think, yeah, that's a, that's that one's kind of bloated. Okay, but, but I do enjoy the game, and it does not play four hours; it plays maybe an hour and a half, two hours. I at think the most. with any game, the more you play it, the more familiar you are right. with it. If you add a little something in, and then you start adding expansions, you're gonna you're not gonna notice the bloat right. as much. Terraforming Mars is a really good example of that, by the right. way. Right. So if you, if you, if it's one of those that hits the table regularly, I don't think you're going to notice it with the more and more add-ons. Now, if you bring a, a new player into that, like you, yeah, you bring me into Terraforming Mars the first time I played it, I'm thinking, what? There's a lot to this damn game. Are you yeah. kidding me? And you're like, oh, you know, it's it's super simple. There's only 17 expansions. Yeah. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's super simple. It's, it's an easy game. Yeah, you're going to get it, no problem. Truthfully, at its core, it is an easy game. But, yeah, I can see Yeah, what you're at saying. that point, my eyes just rolled in the back of my head, yeah. and I think I had a mini stroke. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, that is one of those things where... Yes, if you're like if you're a new gamer and you're gonna go into something like Terraforming Mars, it's like, well, I gotta get all the expansions too because I gotta have the complete game. Yeah. And you you get into it the first time and it is severely bloated because you're not familiar right. with that game. If you start out with something simple, that's I think that's yep. where you go. If you start and then add on, better than if you go in. At, right. Firefly is another great example of that. The yeah. base Firefly game is real simple: pick up and deliver. Uh, it's a big map. But yeah. it's easy to figure out. Well, then you start adding a whole bunch of other stuff, and it's like, yeah, pirates oh my and bounties. This and is this is getting nuts. it can get overwhelming. That one can become a six-hour game just 
flat out six hour game. If you even still with four rather people. play that, or? I know, but in a twelve hour game that <laughs> you want to burn up. Twelve p.m. You want to get it burned up before you even start. So, uh, Eclipse Just is saying. another one that sort of had that, but Eclipse for some reason worked. I really enjoy Eclipse. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Fairly decently. The thing is, though, when they added some stuff, they just added decorative stuff. Right. They did add some content as well, but it was mostly decorative stuff, um, which was made some people sad. I know that because. It was but like, there are some Kickstarters that do really get severely bloated before oh, yeah. they even get released. It's you know the base game. It's like oh yeah, we got this and this and this, and oh, yeah, if you kickstart this, even though we've never had an expansion, we've got three expansions we got three with expansions it. Expansions to get it, yeah. And it's so, like wow, just release the damn game and make it all one piece, but. And then if you think of an expansion later, great, add it in. Well, it's it's like maybe just get the base game out first yeah. and let people learn that before. Because I mean, I get sucked in on those all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's too. like, oh yeah, yeah, we got the expansion with this game, and then you get it, it's like, okay, um, it's gonna be a year, maybe more, before I get to the table, and then we're not even playing with the expansion yeah. at that point. And hopefully, people like it enough to get it back to the table so we can get the expansion in. Yeah. Now, I would say with Terraforming Mars, I honestly believe that when they released Terraforming Mars, they had this great base game. Yep. Didn't have any clue on expansions. And somebody thought, hey, you know, we could add Venus to this. We could add another element. Oh, yeah. I think Venus was first, and then they added boards, or maybe it was the other way around. They added different maps of Mars, which, to me, that's not really an expansion as much as just a different way to play the game. Terraforming Mars, for me, is a great game. Yeah, just base. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, I like the expansions. I don't play it enough right. to really know them all, but is also one that I don't need to own because I know so many, so many people, people have it, yeah. that have it. Yeah. And it's one that if I owned it, I'd be playing with you guys anyway because yeah. it's one that I couldn't get my wife to play. It's too too Chunky. much in depth. It seems like it's too much it's, in It's depth. a very deep game for her. And the theme doesn't appeal to her. You know, the weird thing about Terraforming Mars, though, is when Wingspan came out, people compared Wingspan to Terraforming Mars. Really? I guess I don't and see that. I don't get it okay. at all. I don't understand how, other than the fact that there's a large deck of cards. Yeah, I guess. That's but the only thing I think I can think of. There's so much was, difference. Oh, it's hugely different. Yeah. The games are not anything alike. But people were comparing the two. So, so I don't know if that answered your question or not, but... Yeah, I think there is a a level where you just go, yep, too bloated. And a lot of times Kickstarter, like I say, if it's a, if it's just a an upgrade to an element of the game, that's fine. That's, I don't consider that a bloat. I consider that just something that I can take out the whatever the retail edition is and put in the uh, expand the uh, deluxe edition and go. Uh, if it's like you said. Uh, game and then oh here's another expansion here's another expansion we can add this if you get this level yeah that's bloat that's bloat to me terraforming mars is a little bloated but if you've been playing it and you played it from the beginning and have added the expansions as they've come in it doesn't feel that way to me i could see it though if you come in and play with a group that they play every expansion yeah that's bloat that's a bloated game okay so that's my opinion so our next question comes from jeremy okay and his question is, what are your favorite 10 to 15 minute, even up to a half an hour games that you can get to your gaming fix, even when you only have a little bit of time? That's a tough one. All right. For me, five minute dungeons, huge. I like that game. It You're takes right. five minutes to play. Yep. Um, it's, you know, it's a deck of cards. You're playing against a villain. You're, it's a cooperative game. It's very, very fast paced. Um, another one for me is Dungeon Roll. 
It's a very fast game. You're just diving into a dungeon. You've got some dice. You're rolling them. It's very fun, very quick. Um, Z Shot from Steve Jackson Games is Not fun. With that one. Uh, you played it. It's the one with I'm the sure bullet dice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you're crossing that off was zombies fun. on that your sheet. That was pretty fun. Very quick play. Kind of a roll and write. Mm, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a Yahtzee type it game. You're, you're rolling your bullet dice, which are very cool, very gimmicky. Um, and you're trying to eliminate these zombies that are numbered 1 through 12, yeah. I think, on your on your sheet. And you, it's, it's, it's very fun. Uh, zombie dice is another zombie great, dice is fun great. game. Yep. Um, five two one one is one that five two one one is an, an amazing, yep. quick, fun game. A lot of strategy, and can, that one really lately had that one has just we played the hell out totally. Of that. Yeah. Even if I don't win, I just enjoy yeah. the heck out of that game. Well, it's again, it's one of those, and it's going to depend a little bit on the group you play with, but it's just some of the dumb things that can happen, like Randy playing blind. That was hilarious and yeah. just. Really fun. Uh, another one I was thinking of was um, oh no now it's on oh the uh, we the oh dang it. it was in my head now it's gone Ooh, dang it yeah it's not a game. I don't think it's not an actual yet. game yeah we haven't actually played that one um, I don't know I'll it'll come to me in the middle of the next thing we talk about and I'll blurt it out like I always do um, but yeah I mean I just I do like the quick uh, card type games. Um, Oh man, I can't think of that. This was right in my head, and it's gone now. But that, generally, if it's a card game, like a real quick trick-taking game, I like those quite a bit. Diamonds. Uh, Diamonds is a lot of fun. Um, played in a couple tournaments of that, but it's just kind of a neat little trick-taking game. I used to play hearts all the time, so any card game I can play. Okay. Uh, that kind of thing. And our last question is from Robert, and that was um, if. There was let's an see intellectual here. property yes. that we would like to see turned into a game. Yeah, film, book, or intellectual property. Okay, go ahead. I have one, but I want to see what you say. Oh no, no, you go go first. Oh, fine. Okay. All right. I actually had to think about this one for a little bit because there are a lot of games that are already intellectually propertized. Okay. Bill and Ted, Back to the Future, uh, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Yeah, essentially Tremors, Die uh, Hard. Yeah, yeah, die hard. I have um, it. I know. Godfather. The Godfather. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look at Firefly. Firefly, obviously, yep. And that's been done in a ton of different ways. Obviously, Star Wars, uh, Disney. Uh, God, there's just a lot. So I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to come up with? Well, that sort of dawned on me because we'd been talking a little bit about this when, earlier when we were talking about Batman and stuff. I said, you know what would be cool? It would be a game that had... Batman, the Lone Ranger, and the Green Hornet. Ooh. And like, because all of those, if you know the history of any of this, are related to each other. Uh, I think the Green Hornet is the great, great nephew of the Lone Ranger or something like that. And Batman takes place in the same world. So it would be, at least the Adam West Batman does. And the game could be called, It's Exactly the Same. Something like that, yeah. (laughs) No, but I just thought that would be kind of a neat theme that I've never seen before. That, That, you know, you have a a world where somehow you get Batman, the Lone Ranger, and uh, Green Hornet all Could be a new Unmatched. Possibly, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And Unmatched is really kind of screwing that whole thing up. (laughs) Because now all of a sudden you got Yetis and and Bruce Lee and 
things I'd never even thought about. Yeah, that could be in a game. So, but that's that was so my that's yours. that was my thought was just put those three properties together because they're in the same universe generally, especially the Lone Ranger and because uh, if again look look into Wikipedia or whatever you want, but they're Lone Ranger and Green Hornet are related. Okay. Uh, I know Batman's, when Batman was on, they had the Green Hornet and the Batman crossover on both those shows back in okay. the 60s. I just thought that was kind of neat. I thought, I've never seen anything like that before. Some right. of those properties. And I don't know how well that's uh, translated into Europe. I know Batman probably has, but I don't know about oh, the I'm Green sure Hornet they're probably iconic enough. That Lone Ranger, yeah. You'll have to let us know. Yeah, let us know. Robert, Paul. Yep. If you guys uh, are familiar with them, if they have them on, on well, your guys' TVs. Batman, or... I guarantee they're familiar Well, yeah, with, I would, but, I would yeah. hope. That there's a European but Batman. Specifically, I'm talking about I the Adam West. I think Western. I remember actually seeing something about there's, like, we have a Sioux Falls Batman. Yeah. There is a British Batman that yeah. dresses up and, and poses or fights crime or whatever. Yep. Um, but, so for me, um, my buddy John Thornton is an author. Yep. And he writes a, an incredible series of novels called the Colony Ship Series. I really want to see a board game of this. You can have different colony ships, have different crews. It could be really asymmetrical. You could, yeah, you, you could even do an RPG of it. Um, I just, I would really like to see a board game, even a card game. Yeah. Of this, I, I'm, I'm just in love with these stories. Uh, I read all of the uh, Vanguard. I am on the Trailblazer right now. I'm just about done. There's really Really cool characters, very interesting storylines, and they're they're just completely different ways of going about it. And you can even do you could do a game basically based on each, each different series. Yes, yeah. and your the the board could be colony the colony ship. ship. Yeah, and then you've got these different biomes that you need to visit, and you could be adventurers. And you could even arrive on the board in an FTL, which is a faster than light spaceship. And uh, it's just, I I can see it in my mind. I have an idea of what it would look like. And it's just, to me, I would really, really like to see this happen. And then, obviously, if it ever does happen, I would have to get my buddy to sign it. Oh, yeah. Um, I have and got make, several and, copies of signed books. And, and I know he, he's my buddy, but... He is just really, it's very cool to, to know somebody that has written as many books as he has, and they're sold on Amazon. So if you guys ever want to check it out, check it out. Colony Ship Series, John Thornton. Uh, he, they're really cool. He also, he's wrote uh, romantic comedy. Um, he's got another uh, couple different stories. Um, he's just, he's a very cool guy. Yep. He actually created his own board game. I was just going to say, and weirdly, John's also kind of uh, a game designer, so that's yeah. just a possibility that this so he's come through for you. Uh, John of all trades. Yep. There you go. <laughs> uh, but the, the board game that he created was a, a war game, a hex yeah. war game, we which we played. Play it? Yeah, yep. I thought so. Um, and it was, it was just, it's very cool. Uh, a lot of his books that he writes, he always tried to... Uh, it seems like he always managed to get something from his personal life into those books or into those stories or relate something to where he lives. Um, the audiobooks are really good. They're very well done. Uh, you can get those on Audible as well. Yep. Um, but I keep, that... I keep telling him he, he has a voice talent right here that could do Yeah, not trying to him, but... plug him or anything, but 
I really do enjoy those books, and I am not a guy that has a whole lot of time to read books um, or listen to books. Uh, but I, I just, I, I'm in love with the storyline. I'm a big sci-fi guy, space theme, and and the fact that one of my friends wrote all these is just, it's really cool. Um, so that would be the if I could find one property to make into a board game. That would it be it. I would love to see the Colony Ships series. I would love to see that as a board game. That'd be kind of I think neat. that'd be really that cool. That would be kind of cool. And like I said, John has designed games, so it's a possibility that he could be involved in well, designing something. That's like the that. thing is I when you when you read his books and when you listen to his books, you can they're so well done in your mind, it's just well, at least in mine. It's very crystal clear of what these environments look like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very descriptive. It's like you're right there. You're with these characters, and you're seeing the stuff, and it's just, it's cool. So that'd be one that I, I know there's a lot of space games out there, but there's not one like this. Well, and this would be more almost a Civ game. Um, You know, it feels like it could be a Civ game. More of an Explorer game. Yeah. I've read part, most of the The goal is to survive. Yeah, I've read most of one series. I very much enjoyed what I've read. Um, honestly, it took a little bit to get into them, but once I did, it was like, yep, these are pretty good. And I was able to get through, I think, five of them real quick. And then the sixth one, I had a little issue with my health, and so I didn't do as much reading when I was at lunch and yep. things like that. So I got out of the habit, but yeah, they're very well written. And I always I, I like to listen to them on Audible. Uh, so I, I listen to those in my free time, and then after I listen to the book, then I have to go buy the book because if I listen to it, I have to own a physical copy. Yeah. Because the next time I see them, well, then I want them to sign it. Well, and the other <laughs> thing is with with books for me, and I love audiobooks, and I listen to audiobooks between home and work and work and home. Um, but I have to own a book. I used to work in a bookstore. I mean, I'm a book guy. Right. I have literally probably columns of books sitting next to my bed. Uh, which is a little scary because some night one of my cats is going to knock them down on me and I'll die from being Most crushed by books. But and then your cats will eat you, so they will, that's... and almost immediately, as yep. opposed to a dog, which will wait until they think you, <laughs> until you start to stink, and then they'll eat you. But a cat will eat oh, you. So no matter what, you're getting eaten. Oh yeah, you're going to get okay. eaten. If you got okay. a pet, you're going to get eaten. If you die on your own, that's but cool. I don't know if anybody's ever heard that theory where a dog is going to be respectful. It's going to come up and say, "Hey, you okay? You okay? Okay, you must be sleeping. Oh, you're okay." I'm going to sit here and watch you and make sure you're okay. No, you're not moving. You're still not moving. It's been a couple days. <laughs> uh, it's starting to smell a little funny. Uh, still probably just sleeping, though. You're okay. <laughs> you smell like food. I'm going to eat you. Like a week later. <laughs> a cat, <laughs> if you have sleep apnea, the first time you stop breathing, it starts biting your chin, thinking, I'm going to eat you. And get. don't get me wrong, I love cats. But yeah. they're they're evil bastards. I'm just telling you right now, they are. It's a good thing you own so many. I have three. You don't have sleep apnea, do you? I do a little, yeah. So I'm, oh, wow. I mean, I've not seen the, you know, the actually scars on my chin. Yeah. <laughs> no, my cats are pretty cool, but that's no. just my theory on cats. That's is that they, what you want to They believe. are constantly hungry. As soon as they can see the bottom of their dish, time to eat. We're, we're starving to death. you got to feed me. Whereas a dog will eat immediately and eat all their food and go, that was great. I'm good for like another 15 minutes. But if you don't feed them in 15 minutes, they're like, Okay, I guess you just don't love me very much. But I still love you, so okay, I'm going to hang out with you still. And then you feed them the next morning, and you're like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Whereas a cat, if you don't, if they don't get food every second, if they don't think they have 
Oh, it's it's got to be in the dish, man. It's got to be in the dish, I man. I don't care if I don't like it or if not. I it's see, not in the yep. dish, I'm eating you. And in fact, I will not like it yep. deliberately until I'm hungry, until I, you're not around, and then yep. I'll eat it. So, yeah. no, I But I love pets. I love all animals, but... And cats are particular. I've had cats my entire life. How do you feel about snakes, life. Tom? Not a big fan of snakes. I will not lie about that. That's not an animal. It's a reptile. So you're not a fan of all animals. Again, snake is a reptile. <laughs> don't consider an actual animal. And don't get me started on spiders. Just don't get me started on spiders. And okay. no offense to those of you I will not who... tell you about the spider that's on your shoulder. Yeah, well, that's, uh, it means I have to get a new shoulder if that's the case. <laughs> Yeah. People, cut it off. People post these pictures of a great big or even a tiny little spider in the corner of a room. What would you do if you ran into this? Is well, time to burn down the house and move. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Gotta go. Not cool. I don't want to alarm you. <laughs> <laughs> There's spiders in your house. I believe it. Okay. I believe it. They're in your bed. I actually have. <laughs> the bed is being chopped up and burnt right now. They are not <laughs> in my bed because that would not happen. There is one spider <laughs> that I, all you want. There is one spider that I've allowed to live because it's in a corner. <laughs> and you don't want to go near it. In my garage. And yes, I don't go near it. It's, <laughs> and that's why you park outside. Yeah. Okay, here's here's a story that does not do well, doesn't tell well about me, but when I first was dating my ex, we went down to her family's and she lived on a farm. And we were walking around the barnyard and I look over at the barn and there's a spider that is literally as big as a silver dollar. <laughs> it was, and that's the body. The body was that big. Did you jump into her arms? I picked up a large rock and with my right arm, which is bad because I'm left-handed, sort of tossed it towards the spider and started to run. And it angered and you. And I am very surprised that I'm married. I got married and have kids to this day. <gasps> you left was, her? Oh, yeah. You- oh, my God, Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I hate spiders. I hate them so wow. bad. But yes, uh, so I'm not real proud of that story. So she but felt pity on you, she must obviously. Have been, she must have pitied me <laughs> and married me and then remembered it like 20 years, 15 years later and said, no, yeah, yep, that's right. No, I forgot about that. Yeah, we're getting divorced we're now. Done, we're done. <laughs> I just remembered this thing about the spider when we were first dating. Sorry, we're yep. done. Well, the spider probably bit her. It might she, have. I don't she know. She had amnesia I, I don't afterwards. know because by then I was probably in the car trying to figure out how to get back to Brookings. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's horrible. It's awful. I hate spiders, and I don't have a lot of sympathy for them. If you love spiders, hey, more power to you. Just I'm not coming over to your house. Yeah. So if you'd like to email us with your <laughs> pictures of spiders, please, please, God, don't. Oh, please, don't do that. I will forward them all. I know Tom. I'm going to see a ton of spiders now. <laughs> Jesus, why did I even bring that up? Yeah, that's I don't know I, why you that's did. What I do? That's what I do. Well, I all think right. That's it for us tonight. Did we get all the questions answered. Yep. <laughs> More than you want to know. Right. Yeah. All right. Hey, have a good night. I'm Tom. I'm Joe. You have power. The power to save lives. The power to defeat illnesses. The power to use games for good. You can be a hero for local sick and injured kids through Extra Life, a 24-hour gaming marathon that supports a local Children's Miracle Network hospital in your community. Join 50,000 gamers from all across the world as we battle the enemy illnesses and injuries facing local kids. Play games. Heal kids. Find out more at extra-life.org. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast Group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. 
You can also f- listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio. <laughs>